It's episode 88 of the Keto for Women show. You're listening to the Keto for Women show. This podcast provides the tools you need to create your own expression of a healthy ketogenic lifestyle so you can stop obsessing and start living. I'm your host and nutritionist, Sean Miner. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back. Thanks, as always, for joining me on this episode of Keto for Women. Very excited for today's chat with Dr. Anna Kabeca. Can't wait to get to that. So much great info. I just love chatting with women who are using keto in their medical practices to change people's lives and health. It's just so empowering for all of us who are doing this same exact thing. I can't wait for you to hear this episode. But first, just a few quick announcements, really just reminders. The first thing, the most important thing is that you all remember that the next round of the Fat Burning Female Project is happening very soon. We start March 4th. That's really, really coming up quick which means our materials are going to be delivered that Friday before March 1st. And that also means that enrollment is that week as well. One day enrollment, Monday, February 25th. It will sell out. It sells out every single time and has for the past almost two years. So just be aware, if you want to be a part of this class, get on the wait list. Get on that list so that you get the email when enrollment is open. You'll be the first one in and guaranteed a spot. If you tried keto in the past, if you're trying keto now and you're just not sure if it's working for you, if you've never tried keto but you're curious and you want to make sure you're doing it the right way for you your body, make sure you join this class. You will not be sorry. You will learn the version of keto that works for you and your body. You will get rid of the apps and calculators and macros and all this stuff that makes keto so darn confusing. You will learn so much more about your bodies, your habits, all the things that maybe have been going on in the past that has gotten you to this point now, how to reverse out of all that and truly become healthy and happy once and for all. Because this is the year that we're going to stop obsessing and start living. Am I right? I'm right. All right. That is coming up. Also coming up Friday, March 1st is my downtown Portland meetup, the Keto for Women meetup at the NTA conference. Whether you're going to the conference or not, it's no big deal. But if you're in the area, come meet up with me and hang out and just chill. It's going to be great. You can find out more information on that over at my website, seanminer.com slash NTA meetup. Head over there. Make sure to reserve your spot so that I know that you're going to be there. We can get a head count. It's all good. Don't worry, it's free. You don't have to pay anything. You just have to let me know you're going to be there. Same thing goes for the next weekend, Saturday, March 9th. I will be in LA and I want to meet you. We're going to be at the Oh So Good Bone Broth Storefront. Brand new spot for Oh So Good. So excited for them. Can't wait to see it in person. If you want to hang out with me there, I would love to hang out with you there. Head to seanminer.com slash LA meetup. Of course, that's for anyone who lives or is going to be in LA or the surrounding area and wants to come Saturday, March 9th. Can't wait to see you all. 
All right, let's move on with today's interview with Dr. Anna Kabeka. Dr. Kabeka is an internationally acclaimed menopause and sexual health expert, global speaker, and pioneering promoter of women's health. She is Emory University trained and triple board certified in gynecology and obstetrics, integrative medicine, and anti-aging and regenerative medicine. She's the author of The Hormone Fix, a diet and a holistic lifestyle program for menopausal women. Her areas of specialty include bioidentical hormone treatments and natural hormone balancing strategies, and she has received extensive notoriety for her virtual transformational programs, including women's restorative health, sexual CPR, and magic menopause. Dr. Kabeka has reached hundreds of thousands of women around the globe, inspiring them to reclaim their optimal health and realize they can journey through menopause and find more purpose and pleasure than they ever dreamed possible. I am so excited for this interview with Dr. Kabeka. I have a ton of questions coming in every single day from women who are about to go through menopause, are in menopause, are postmenopausal, and they just can't figure it out and they just want to feel like themselves again. So I knew I needed to have Dr. Anna on the show. I can't wait for y'all to hear this episode. Let's chat with Dr. Kabeka. Dr. Anna, thank you so much for being here on Keto for Women today. It is a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, Sean. We know we're already going to have a great conversation because we talk about hormones a lot here on the Keto for Women show. It's one of our favorite topics, probably comes up in every single episode, and that is your expertise, correct? Yes, absolutely. So exciting. Okay, so let's get into it. First of all, I want to make sure we can introduce you properly to everybody listening. So why don't you give us a little bit of your history, your background, and how you came to be in this expertise? Yeah, well, thank you. I am actually a triple board certified physician. I trained initially at Emory University in gynecology and obstetrics and came into practice in Southeast Georgia and St. Simons Island, where I am now as a result of a National Health Service Corps scholarship and a payback period. And I was like, okay, I can live anywhere for three years. I've been here 20 years, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> and it really, really created this like, mission type practice where my office was in McIntosh County. I had two offices, one in McIntosh County and one in Glynn County. But, you know, McIntosh County was one of the underserved populations of our nation and a shrimping village. And so I really had to get creative on how to help clients with the least intervention as possible the least expensive interventions as possible as well. And so that started my journey. But, you know, I recognized early on from my personal experience and professional experience that it takes more than hormones to help your hormones. Mm -hmm. And I studied integrative medicine, anti-aging and regenerative medicine. And so I board certified in both of those areas of specialties as well and just continued to learn, learn how to help ourselves and help our families. And that's key is to re-empower the individual to reclaim their hormonal health, mental health, physical health, and, and relational health. So that's been my passion. And Sean, it comes from when I was 38 years old, I was diagnosed with premature menopause and ovarian failure. And here I was, you know, a board certified physician and gynecologist, hormone expert at that point, already a sexual health hormone expert. And it was at a loss. I was menopausal with nothing, you know, no recourse at that point. I was told I would never be able to have another child. My ovaries, I failed the highest doses of infertility treatments and it was devastated. So that took me on a personal journey essentially around the world 
really around the world. We went around the world. I homeschooled my two girls, two of my girls while I was traveling. They were seven and 10 at the time. And it was an experience. I met with indigenous healers as well as some of the world's leading scientists that, you know, I was blessed. They just opened their doors to me. And I found other alternative ways to really help. And lo and behold, I became pregnant and had my daughter, Ava Marie, at 41. And so essentially, three years after I was told I would never be able to have another child. So I reversed menopause. And because early menopause can often be a autoimmune or hormone imbalance or stress-related reason, so we can reverse it. And it's really important to understand that we have the power to do that without drugs without medications. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now looking back on your life prior to that diagnosis, can you understand why that was what your body was doing at that time? A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent stress and stress and post-traumatic stress and everyday stress can really, I mean, it really depletes our reproductive hormones. So estrogen, testosterone and progesterone. And so the reason is, I mean, if we think about it from an evolutionary standpoint, when we're under stress, that's not a reproductive time period. And so the precursor hormones or the parent hormones that are required to make our reproductive hormones like estrogen, testosterone, even DHEA, basically are robbed because we're making all our stress hormones. So we're using all the mother hormones, the parent hormones, to then derive our stress hormones, predominantly cortisol and other hormones along there to respond to the stress. And so that's a really big factor why we can have decreased reproduction and other aspects too. I think of it holistically. So from the hormonal physiologic aspect, as well as the energetic and spiritual aspects that certainly have a role in it as well. Yes, definitely. So along that journey throughout the world that you went on for your own health, what was the biggest thing that you took away from that, that now you then teach other women who are potentially in that same position? Basically that, that we have the ability to empower our bodies to heal itself in so many ways. And I say that's 90% of the time. So I found that definitely applying an alkaline detox program and then adding in the keto component. So the combination, I call it going keto green. Mm -hmm. So the combination of getting our body into ketosis and getting alkaline, like a stress reduction helps lower cortisol when our urinary pH is more alkaline. I'm not talking blood pH. It's a whole nother discussion, but you're looking at urinary pH or cellular pH to really achieve a body balance that's affected by so many things. So when we do the combination of the two, that really empowers us. And more than that, I always always say that diets fail. uh, The research shows, scientific studies have shown that 99% of diets fail. Well, they fail because number one, it's a four-letter word with the word die in it. It's not a good (laughs) word. (laughs) And secondly, because it's only about 25% about what we eat. Mm-hmm. The lifestyle components have a huge relationship to how our body metabolizes, to what's needed, to when it's needed, and the list goes on. So, so many factors really interfere, especially as our hormones naturally decline as we age or we're exposed to toxins that disrupt our hormones at any age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's continue on this discussion of the keto green approach and just keto in general. So, obviously, it sounds like you have being able to determine and help a lot of women through basically balance their hormones with a ketogenic diet. However, 
obviously this isn't something I believe, but there's a lot of people out there saying that keto isn't good for hormones or isn't good for women. How have you changed your approach to make it as beneficial as it is for women? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that was something that I experienced for myself and and Mm -hmm. with patients. I think there's right ways to do keto and get our bodies into ketosis and there's wrong ways. Yes. So one thing that I was, you know, I've been a a referral physician for a long time. I've seen a lot of really complicated cases over my years and I would have seizure patients, autoimmune patients, just name it. People that just, uh, we don't know what to do with this. You know, can you help us? Right. And so every time I would try on my perimenopausal patients to do a very low carb or keto type of plan, I personally would get irritable and I called it going keto crazy. I don't know if you've experienced this, Sean, or other people in your society, but in your association, you know, I mean, it was like, I would just keep irritability, anxious, just name it. And like, okay, I'm really not liking myself this way. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was it's like, well, why is that happening? And then when I'd hit 48 and I was hitting my second menopause, I'm 52 now, almost 53. So when I hit 48, I was starting to gain weight. My patients would tell me, you know, I, as a gynecologist, they would come in and say, Dr. Anna, I'm gaining weight, but I'm not doing anything different. I'm like, oh, sure you're not, right? I'm <laughs> sure you're more sedentary, blah, 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 right? There's something going on here. And then it happened to me, right? 48, mm-hmm. I had lost 80 pounds with my earlier approach and and balancing hormones and decrease. So I had lost, I'd been over 240 pounds. I've really struggled with weight all my life. So I was able to get down below 150 pounds and really keep it off for nearly that decade and started gaining weight without doing anything different. Just what my patient said to me, it was five pounds, 10 pounds, 20 pounds, and I'm freaking out. So I'm like, oh, right. I need to really get, see what's going on with my body. So, and again, every time I push the strict ketosis or ketogenic diet, I would get this irritability. So I started rechecking my urine. Something I recommend all my patients to do is check urinary pH. And so to check urinary pH, and every time I checked urinary pH, the pH was like at five. So urinary pH is healthy at seven. And we know a urinary pH of seven or higher is associated with decreased metabolic syndrome, lower rates of cancer, decreased inflammatory complaints, and better hormonal balance. So we know that. So very acidic, we're maintaining our blood pH, but how are we maintaining our blood pH when we're really not getting healthy minerals in from, you know, an unhealthy ketogenic approach when we take it, when we're not doing it, or our hormones are just robbing our bodies of the necessary minerals that we need, right? We're going to get it from our bones. So hence increasing in osteoporosis. We see that especially from age 35 on with decreasing levels of progesterone anyway. Mm -hmm. So really exponential increases in osteoporosis or bone loss as well. So we really want to maintain that. So I was checking, checking. So then I'm like, okay, wait, now let me just really focus on low carb greens, alkalizing, you know, vegetables. And let me go from there. And not just that. I also, because I was checking like six, seven, eight times a day to see what my urinary pH was doing. When I was happier, my urinary pH was higher. When I was stressed and like, oh my gosh, you know, kids miss the bus, got to drive them to school, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, you know, acidic, acidic, despite not doing anything different. And those were really big aha moments for me. So I became alkaline and then into ketosis. So the keto green component, and I tested and confirmed it continuously as a obsessive tester. (laughs) And um, that keto green feels like energized enlightenment. I mean, seriously, it is where we really need to reach and try to maintain that state as, as often as we can. And so I was recognized that 
not only did I just feel tremendously better, which is so important. I mean, it matters that we look good, but it really matters that we feel good. Mm-hmm. And I'd lost, I lost 18 of those pounds right away. Like in six weeks, I lost 18 of those pounds and I felt great. And so from there, I recruited eight of my most difficult patients that were all menopause, perimenopausal, menopausal. So from 45 to 65, and I put them through this program that I was now creating and I call it my keto green magic menopause program. And from there, they just found tremendous benefit plus the combination of testing And then I created the program online, Magic Menopause. I've now had thousands of women run through that program and also just getting keto green. And that makes a difference. And so it created urinary test strips. So we can just measure our urine, just check our urine, just quick pee on a strip. Very easy, costs pennies a day. And you get so much information, what works for you and what doesn't. And so many of my clients said, and this is why the lifestyle is 75%. They said, you know, we went out, we had you know, had a great time with friends, et cetera. And, you know, it was totally alkaline the next morning, right? Versus, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not so strict on their, on their nutrition, but absolutely differences when they go out for a long hike, alkaline, urinary, keto alkaline. So, mm-hmm. so that makes a difference. And especially as our progesterone levels start to decline, this is where it becomes really crucial. So maybe in our early thirties, we can really adjust really well, but 35, mid thirties, you know, and on when we're our progesterone level or neuroprotective hormone is declining. Also, this becomes really important to have that combination to really focus on it for bone health, brain health, breast health, and everything. You get the combination of the powerful healing capability of ketosis, getting our body into ketosis using ketones for fuel and the alkalinity component. So it's a lifestyle and a nutritional component, as well as intermittent fasting, timed eating, no snacking. That's really important for us in the menopause that we adhere to these principles. Yeah, I love that so much because, you know, here on Keto for Women and something I promote just all throughout my channels is finding your version of keto, especially for women and not necessarily doing what your neighbor's doing when they lost 30 pounds on keto or that blogger you follow or whatever. It's doing what works for you and your body and something that you can sustain and maintain for the long term. And so part of that is that you have to learn about your body. You have to be in control and take charge of your health and your body. So the more information that you can get about your body, which obviously testing ketones is great, but also doing this urine pH, that's just another tool that we can use for ourselves to determine what we should be doing instead of looking to this outside world where there's just like all coming at the keto space right now is just full of terrible information. Yes. And you know, it's really hard to kind of wade those waters where as we have all the information we need within ourselves. So it's just getting those tools in order to learn what's right for your body and how to do it for you. A hundred percent agree. I love what you say that learn about your body and what works for you, that process of discernment, because that's, what's going to stick long-term. Yes. What works for you? Like, and this is something my clients figured out, you know, I mean, they get keto green, they get keto alkaline on their urinary pH testing and ketone testing. And then they would have something for me. It happens all the time. There's dairy. Even if I think there was no dairy in it, there's dairy in it. I'm with, there is dairy and anything I eat, I am acidic the next day. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter that it's keto friendly or, you know, alkaline friendly or low carb or whatever. If it's a food sensitivity, that's going to create an inflammatory response in our body and our cells respond to that. So it's pretty 
fascinating, honestly. And it gives you a lot of great information. I will tell our listeners, because it may sound really weird testing your urinary <laughs> pH and urinary ketones, or you're already doing it, that's awesome, or, or blood ketones, but I do it this way in between. And then I also will do blood ketone testing mm-hmm. for confirmation sometimes. But my clients in my programs have said, you know, yeah, like maybe like 20% love it at the beginning. They're like testers like me. It's like, I got to see the numbers. I got to see what's happening. Right. Mm -hmm. And then by the end, it's like 99% love testing their urine because of the information that it gives them. Mm -hmm. So it's like test don't guess. Yes, yes, exactly. And use that testing to basically, you know, kind of create your own plan, which we mentioned. But then from there, it's like you just know, like for you, you know, dairy's going to make you acidic and that's not something that you want. So you're just going to stay away from dairy. And it's very intuitive at this point. You don't have to test every single time to know that. So it can become more of just this lifestyle where now you know the things that do and don't work for you. And it's much easier to make those choices. So you did mention dairy and the food sensitivities as being some of the things that would potentially cause someone to have this imbalance in their urinary pH. What are some other things that would cause that? Definitely dehydration. Okay. So we tend to hydrate incorrectly, you know, and this is something, especially as we get older, you know, we're maybe more conscientious of having to use the bathroom more frequently and worried about hydration, you know, especially at night, getting up in the middle of the night to urinate. But dehydration is one of the things that can really create, you know, an acidity, a urinary acidity as well. But also the way we hydrate, right? We should not drink with our meals because our digestive enzymes are needed to digest the food. And if we pull water or any other liquid on top of it, we're diluting our digestive enzymes. That's basic chemistry. So free refills in this country are destroying us, right? Big gulps. I mean, what is that? Destroying our digestion. Hence, anti-inflammatories and antacids are the you know, the number one and number two best-selling drugs in the nation and also the number one and number two reasons for ER admissions. So complications of which are reasons for ER admission. So it's really important to understand that. So hydration is, is one stress, you know, again, stress is another mm-hmm. and hormonal imbalance. So like it not being outside enough, not grounded too much electronic exposure, all of those things, not sleeping well at night, restorative mm-hmm. sleep is so important to help with that. So those are some of the the key things. I go into it in depth in my book with kind of like a checklist. Okay, here's what may be blocking you from, you know, getting more alkaline, especially as you're working on getting into ketosis as well. Yes, so true. And just giving you so much more information to dig in and, and find out what's really going on in your body, which is something I love doing for myself, but then also teaching other women how to do. So you you mentioned obviously hormonal imbalance is like a huge predictor of your future and current health. And it's something that, gosh, I mean, I see in my practice and almost every female I have, and I'll grant it, they're coming to me because they're not feeling well. So that's going to put a a little bit of a weight on that. But it just seems like hormonal imbalances in, in women are so prevalent these days. Do you agree? A hundred percent. Yep. More than I've ever seen. Younger women and certainly a generational component now to it from hormonal disruptors like birth control pills, from phthalates, from chemicals. And also in my book, I put a whole chapter on this because it's these unknown disruptors 
that we just have to do less, not more. You know, mm-hmm. we really have to choose, I would say, choose our poisons, right? My Christian Dior red lipstick, right? But <laughs> we have to choose, but really to become aware of it first is really important. Then we make better choices for ourselves. And also, again, here where we're testing, we can kind of start to see, okay, I've had vegan vegetarians. You think, okay, no problem getting alkaline for them, but have some of the hard times. And it can be because of too much sugar in their diet, too many carbs or too much stress or the endocrine disruptors from body care products or something else. So it's really important to look at that as well. Hormone imbalance issues are ranging from earlier ages. And so younger women are getting older women's diseases. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so true. And it's just becoming because of what we're exposed to and what we have the ability to be exposed to by buying our favorite body care products that we think smell great and make our skin feel great, but really it's doing some serious harm. Mm -hmm. And something that we talk about here on Keto for Women too is getting those more natural products for our skin and hair and all that good stuff. So if someone's out there right now wondering, like, are all these things I'm feeling a hormonal imbalance? How does that person know? What are some of the characteristics of having a hormonal imbalance? Like say for the person between the ages of 20 and 45. Yeah. So that's a great question. So it would be, for example, some of the typical ones we think about weight gain, especially around the waist, hot flashes, fatigue, even crashing fatigue, middle of day, difficulty with sleep, either sleeping, you know, waking up exhausted or not getting enough sleep. Even if like, so waking up exhausted is a really big issue, especially if you're not sleeping deeply all night. And also low sex drive, low libido, Mm -hmm. disinterest, difficulty with orgasm or decrease in pleasure. All of those are factors. And then some atypical ones that maybe, and also irregular bleeding cycles, cramping, moodiness with your periods. PMS is a sign of hormone imbalance. We just think, oh, well, that's a rite of passage. It is not a rite of passage. (laughs) I've had one, let me tell you about a beautiful 36-year-old Sean that had come to, I did a phone consultation with her because of problems. She had 16 years, basically since her, actually 20 years, but for the past 16 years, she'd been on and off birth control. She'd having trouble with her period since her periods began when she was 15 years old. And so she's 36 now, severe breast tenderness, constantly getting ultrasounds for breast cysts and just PMS and missing two to four days a month. It's a very high-end individual, really works hard and would like to miss a day was a big, a big issue. Mm-hmm. And so for years, she'd been struggling. So I simply had her follow my keto green approach. Number one, I also put her on bioidentical progesterone, one called Pure Balance PPR cream, which is one I developed. And also my alkalinizing supplement called Mighty Maca Plus, which is a combination of over 30 superfoods. I had her again, so she's keto green, avoiding grains, eliminating endocrine disruptors and completely eliminate dairy because dairy is a big hormone disruptor. Mm -hmm. So let me tell you, in two months, she called me crying. She was like, oh my God, this is the first time that in her life that she can remember not having any pain or discomfort or moodiness during her period. It just kind of came and went. And so now she's about eight months into the program and just doing fabulous, fabulous. No more breast tenders. used to hurt to put a bra on Mm -hmm. and hurt not to have a bra on because the, you know, nipples were so tender, you know? So all of those things made a difference. Also included iodine rich foods. So I didn't supplement her with iodine, 
but I increased her iodine rich foods to two to three times a week. And that also, so that combination, I can't say it's just one thing, but that combination of things has speedily helped her after so many years of really struggling. Wow. And there are so many women out there that can relate to that story that are in that spot now with those mm-hmm. symptoms. And they're basically take over their life for two weeks of every month, which is half your life. Right, right. So yeah, that's that's really, really huge. And that sounds like a great program to get into and, and look into for those women. Before we move on with today's topic, I want to remind you all to get your hands on some Four Sigmatic. It is the perfect thing for this time of year. They are all these really nice warming beverages that are also super healing for your body. They use real magic mushrooms. They have functional purposes. These mushrooms, I'm sure you've heard of things like lion's mane, chaga, and cordyceps in this holistic health space we're in and for good reason. These functional mushrooms work to increase your energy, decrease your stress levels, increase your brain power, and just make you feel alert and alive and with lower stress. Hello, we all need that, don't we? I think we do. And Four Sigmatic has done it. They use these mushrooms in things like coffee, tea, hot cacaos, and elixirs. So you get all of these benefits with things you're already consuming daily, and they don't taste like mushrooms. They taste like the coffee, the teas, the hot cocos you're used to drinking in a really healthy form. Even better, they come in single serving packets so you can take them on the go. They even have K-cup coffee pods for all you Keurig users. They've really thought of everything. I want to spotlight one of my new favorite products from Four Sigmatic, the Reishi Elixir. It contains 1,500 milligrams of Reishi mushroom. Reishi mushroom is one of the most studied mushrooms shown to activate sleep cycles. So you can take this elixir, drink one packet, one hour before bed. You can add in some nut milk, some heavy cream, blend it with coconut oil or butter, make it into this fatty, warm beverage before bed, and you will support your body's natural sleep cycles. I know this is a huge issue for a lot of you women out there. You want help with your sleep, and Four Sigmatic has done it with their Rishi Elixir. I think you should try it. Go ahead, go over to foursigmatic.com slash Sean, S-H-A-W-N. I think you all know that, but just in case, and you will get 15% off that order. You can try the Rishi Elixir. I would try the mushroom coffee if I were you. It's delicious. And so is the chai latte. So, so good for these cold winter days that we're having now. I cannot recommend these products enough. Forsigmatic.com slash Sean. That's F-O-U-R. Sigmatic, S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash Sean and get 15% off your order just because you are a KFW listener. Thank you so much to Four Sigmatic for bringing this show to life today. Now let's move on to the menopausal ages, the perimenopausal, going through menopause, postmenopause. You mentioned for yourself, you noticed weight gain without any change to anything that you were doing, which I know is very, very common in women in that age range. What else would they potentially see? 
Yeah. So in that same situation, there's the reasons why we end up with hysterectomy or ovaries being removed. There's ovarian cyst, there's irregular bleeding, breakthrough bleeding. So that's definitely still the case. And even in the menopause, I always tell, you know, you you mentioned two weeks of of severe symptoms of PMS each month. And I always tell clients, if you only hate your husband two weeks out of each month, it's probably your hormones, not your husband, right? (laughs) And so it's important, but it's a reality. And then at age 35, 40, our progesterone levels are starting to decline, right? So we're seeing more relationship strife during this time because of our physiology, our disconnect, our physiology, our, our lack of sex drive, another really big issue, and also discomfort with sex. And this is an area as a gynecologist that I've really poured into, discomfort with sex. So this transition time period, we often are less receptive to having intercourse. We want to have it because you know we love it, but sometimes we have discharge afterward, odor, irritation. It takes longer to have orgasm. And you know we have sometimes discomfort, afterwards as well. So all of these things, symptoms post having intercourse can decrease us subconsciously from wanting or being more receptive, right? It makes sense. If we were playing baseball and we went up to bat and every time we got up to bat, we got hit by the ball, we wouldn't play baseball, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing here, discomfort, irritation from the thinning, drying of the tissues can be very, and I'm seeing that a lot younger, again, because of hormone disruptors, birth control pills, hormonal IUDs, and just again, endocrine disruptors are really affecting younger women as well as us because vaginal dryness does not go away unless we intervene. And so that's what I've done with my product, Jolva, which has plant stem cells from the Alpine Rose, some DHEA and, and beautiful emollient ingredients in it to really kind of help reverse those, those symptoms of discomfort and, and dryness. So that makes a really big difference. Mm-hmm. So the loss of libido and loss of intimacy with a person we love doesn't have to be there. And that progesterone decline also has to be addressed. We can do it with adaptogens like maca is in my Mighty Maca Plus formula and other adaptogens like ashwagandha and as well as genetic adaptogens like turmeric and quercetin and resveratrol, all very beneficial to help with that. Those ingredients are also in my Mighty Maca Plus. I put them in there for the reason that we got to do everything we can to promote our body's natural hormone production. But then sometimes we need to supplement with PPR, with pure progesterone cream as well. That can really help, you know, or, you know, again, prescription progesterone. So in this hormonal transition, we know that our protective hormone progesterone and pregnenolone are declining. So rebalancing those can make a big, big difference early on. And at any age, I have women in there late seventies or eighties that are like, Oh my gosh, I feel better than I have in decades Mm -hmm. because they're now following this approach. Wow. Yeah. So true. So in both of those cases, you mentioned loss of a libido. So we could potentially be spending our whole adult female lives with this low libido and not enjoying sex. And so I really want to talk more about this. Sounds like you're the expert, of course. So I'd love to dive into this a little deeper because I get actually a lot of questions about the loss of libido just in my own practice. And I know that there's also a lot of women who are experiencing it and too uncomfortable to talk about it. You know, they don't want to bring it up. They don't want to share that that's something they're going through because, you know, maybe it's something they feel needs to be kept private or they don't want to admit it or whatever. 
But I think it's something that really can affect the quality of life for us because of this hormonal imbalance essentially that's going on. So I'd love to just chat a little bit more about kind of maybe what you see in your practice about why this all starts and how we can actually reverse out of that and start to feel more pleasure or have more interest in sex with our partner and just kind of get over that hump. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so I think there's several, there's always several factors involved. And I I go into this, actually, I have a whole chapter in my book on sexual health. It's a it's my book called The Hormone Fix. So we talk about the keto green way and then also, of course, sexual health and vaginal health, which is so important. So to understand what's going on with our hormones. So we have that natural decline of progesterone. Also, you know, there's um, like in relationship, I feel just compelled to say this right now. Mm-hmm. It's just that in relationship, we have to step back and re-initiate excitement and diversity, right? Because there's a comfort level we get with our partner that can really affect us too. And we need to like, okay, well, where's the excitement? Well, what what excitement have we created? It's a process. We can't expect it to be there all the time. And so that's one thing, like early on in relationships, we've got excitement because we're learning something new about the other person or we're doing something we haven't done before. So continuing to do that in your relationships are really, really important. So that's one of the things. But the second thing too is resentment is lack of self-care. So a lot of times we have this strife, right? And and again, physiology affects our behavior. So our hormones are changing. Hormones can be changing at any age. But that physiology is affecting, number one, our interests and also our, our pleasure. Like, how do we feel about it, right? So we've got to address those issues. But resentment, that feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm just doing, yeah, I'm doing all these things and blah, blah, blah. The list, I mean, I, I can run through my own list, which mm-hmm. would take about an hour. But, you know, like these things, resentment is lack of self-care. So we have to step back and say, how am I taking care of myself? And this is an issue for women. I know it's an issue probably for so many of the women that are listening. It's like, well, what have I done that really nourishes my soul, my spirit, my body today? And that's something we forget. And I've done it so many times because, you know, taking care of children and schools and financial and work and employees and everything, right? Mm -hmm. The list goes on and you can get really stressed. So you have to say, okay, well, why do I step back? And what's really the most important thing to me? And that's critical because we can continue, like, especially if someone listening is like, man, you know, this is what my patients would tell me, Dr. Anna, I love my husband. I just don't want to have sex with him. Mm -hmm. And so to reinitiate that spark, but I also want to say that that's normal because women, we have a secondary desire. This is another thing my patients would say. They would say that once we get started, I'm okay, but I never want to initiate. Mm -hmm. And because we have a secondary sexual response curve, that's what it is versus men. It's primary. Okay. I'm interested. Let's do it. Right. And turned on and that's it. That turn on is an on off switch for most guys, right? Mm -hmm. For women, it's very, very complicated. It's like the inner workings of a computer. So we have to recognize that, but secondary response, allow the intimacy, allow the connection. I mean, whatever, you know, even scheduling it doesn't sound romantic, but allow the foreplay, allow that time for yourself to nourish yourself, to come into a sexy state of mind, a receptive state of mind, and 
enjoy the intimacy because the pleasure is for you guys want us as women to have pleasure. And I created a whole program, really holistic program called sexual CPR, the free masterclass called help doctor. My sex drive has no pulse. That's (laughs) really great too. And I, I hit on some of those points in my book. So that's a starting place, but it's that concept of, you know, well, why, right? And stress plays a big factor. Our hormonal changes play a big factor, but plus just the way we're designed. So if we understand, well, that's how we're designed. This is what's going on with my body. Okay, I can take away the guilt. And then I know all he wants is me to experience pleasure and be happy so that I'm happy with the experience. I'm happy with him. Oh my gosh. Then that just starts shifting it. Then you're You're enjoying sex for you, not because you feel like that's one more thing on your to-do list that you have to check off. I know I used to think that way. Right. And I know many women who do, because I've heard it from thousands and thousands of women. And that's where our relationships struggle. And it doesn't need to be. We need to take that step back, get into a place where, again, you're discovering what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And you're discerning and listening to what really your body needs versus all the things we think it should need or do, mm-hmm. or we should be doing, or we should be saying, or we should be thinking, you know, let's just really trust what is real to us and peel away the layers of brainwashing or negative self-talk and many of those other things. So we listen to what works for us and take the steps to heal our body, mind, and spirit in that direction. Yeah, that's something I was going to bring up because you mentioned self-care, which is so great and so important. I think that's probably the biggest piece to this puzzle for sure is taking that time for yourself. But when you do that, you also are, again, learning more about your body and uh, you know, huge part of self-care for me is self-love and getting to that point where you are, you know, really connected with yourself. You're taking that time to do that connection and learn that connection with your own body. And just even doing that, you know, once you love yourself, regardless of what may be going on health-wise or with your body or anything like that, once you have that self-love and self-acceptance for yourself, then that just then translates into your relationship as well. I really found that to be the case. Yes, I agree a hundred percent. It's just so important. You have to do it all. And it it seems like, you know, I think a lot of women feel like, oh, now I have to find some time to take care of myself too. You know, it's like one more thing to add onto the to-do list, Mm -hmm. like you mentioned with sex too. And that's not how any of this should be. It's really just finding some things that can wait and instead spending some time with yourself and doing what you enjoy and finding out more about your body and what makes you feel good and, and how that can correlate into your relationship too. So it's so also important and it really does make a huge, huge difference. So I'm really glad you brought that up. Thank you. And, and just saying no to, right? Like what really matters? An exercise that I do regularly is to ask myself, like, what am I so glad I did yesterday? Mm. And it's typically not spend 10 hours at the computer, right? Right. So those things, and so many of us forget what matters to us most when we're so busy. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of self-care. Like what matters to me most? That's what I need to do more of. And everything else I need to do less of. But first we have to have the level of awareness. Again, back to your comment, learn about your body, learn what works for you. Yes. So important. Okay. So to wrap up just in our last 10 minutes or so, I'd love to kind of 
get a take on everything that we just talked about and just wrap it all up, sum it all up into, you know, maybe a few tips that you have for women of all ages right now, wherever they're at, they can start to do now to help balance out their hormones, their body, their diets, how they're feeling, their mental health, all that stuff. What are like your top tips that you give to most women? Oh my gosh. Okay. Number one, test don't gas, right? Test don't gas. So, you know, get urinary test strips. You can just get alkaline pH strips at any store. I have the keto pH strips. So to measure ketones and pH on the same strip, but you just start measuring and get alkaline. Number one, especially if you're following a ketogenic diet, you want to make sure that you're getting alkaline urinary pH, the measuring your urinary pH and periodically getting alkaline. It's pretty cool. It's really fun to do that too. So that's number one and that's easy. Number two is starting today with a green drink. I'm a really big fan of a low carb green drink each day. So an alkalinizing green drink to start the morning with some good healthy fats in it, good healthy protein and start the day that way. And then, and second, a third thing that we can do, especially to help with balancing our hormones. Gosh, I'm going to do three and four things. Is that okay? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Okay. So because anyway, the third thing that I would say intermittent fast. So pretty much we know that in the keto community, but we know the research from breast cancer, recurrent breast cancer cases are much less in women who fast between dinner and breakfast, at least 12.5 hours. So pretty much in my program online that I do my magic menopause, my breeze through menopause, I have clients do it. try to get at least 13 to 15 hour fast. And for us with hormonal imbalance issues to typically break fast by 10 a.m. So have a good 13 to 15 hour fast, break fast by 10 a.m. with a green drink and a healthy green protein smoothie with again, healthy fats in it as well. So like your avocado or your MCT oil or your nut butters, and that can be very beneficial. And then the fourth thing is to recognize that a good night's sleep is really some of the best medicine that I could ever prescribe to you. Yeah, it really is. I mean, we're talking how important moderating stress is, right? And even if we have the most stressful day of our lives over and over and over again, if there's really good sleep in between that, it's not going to impact your body nearly as much. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So those are lifestyle tips. There's certain mm-hmm. things as a physician, you know, like using bioidentical progesterone, bioidentical DHEA during certain supplements. And those are other things. That's like a 10% of it. Lifestyle is this 90%. And then I would just add then to get my book, The Hormone Fix. <laughs> yes. Yes. I want to talk a little bit more about that. So you mentioned your book several times. Tell us a little bit more about how that's broken down. Yeah. So My book, The Hormone Fix, is being published by Ballantine Penguin Random House, February 26th. It's released. It's already number one on Amazon for menopause. I'm excited about that. Congratulations. Thank you. And it's subtitled, Burn Fat Naturally, Boost Energy, Stop Hot Flashes, and Sleep Better the Keto Green Way. And again, I had mentioned that I also have a whole vaginal health, sexual health chapter in there because I could not leave that out of this book. There's a 10-day diet quick start plan, a keto green diet detox plan. That's a quick start to start 
right off with, as well as 21 days of meals and menus to really help. And it addresses the factors that block us that we don't think about. So this becomes a lifestyle. And I really have been grateful for the feedback that I've received on my book so far and my programs. And just seeing that discovery, that awareness that is coming to fruition. And, you know, we've become a really beautiful community in this space, right? It's like, like here, you know, I'm just thinking about some of the anti-keto commentary that I sometimes read. And, and it's like, we, you know, like we have to remove ourselves from any of that. Again, discerning what is working for us. And because the energy coming from really this keto green combination, doing it correctly, it's just beautiful, beautiful people, like daily accomplishments, life goals being reached and seeing things that maybe have been on our bucket list for so long, being able to be checked off because we deserve to live the rest of our life pain-free with a good mental health and quality of life mm-hmm. every day and the best relationships. And when we're healthy internally, we have that magnetism to connect us to the healthy people in our lives in really beautiful ways as well, which I'm just so grateful for that in my life. Oh, it's so true. It really is. Once we find that true lasting health, which sounds like is your goal of the whole book, which is just amazing. And then you also mentioned some other programs you have. So can you just briefly go through each one of those so people know where to go for what they're dealing with? Yeah. So the program that I have coming out right now, along with the book launch is a 10 day Breeze Through Menopause free masterclass. So it's 10 days, it's recipes plus, you know, really quick five to 10 minute video lessons from me each day and some instructions. So in, I would say in 20 minutes a day, you can really change the trajectory of your health and really learn what's going on with your hormones and as well, like how to optimize your health from this holistic approach. So I'm excited about that. That's a 10 day breeze through menopause masterclass. And it's really, no matter how old you are, I have clients in their early thirties taking it as well as clients in their late seventies, because whenever there's hormonal issues, this will work. So if anyone is struggling with hormonal issues or never wants to struggle with hormonal issues, I really highly recommend this masterclass. And then the other one I mentioned was sexual CPR, the help doctor, my sex drive has no pulse. So we'll give you a link to that. That's one of my older classes. It's from 2012 that I produced that. So it's like not updated, like my current material is, but the material is state of the art. It is relationship saving. So if you're struggling, you definitely want to number one, read my book. And number two, listen to at least the webinar, help doctor, my sex drive has no pulse. Oh, I love it so much. Sounds like such great information that I know so many of our listeners on Keto for Women will be diving into for sure. So thank you so much for sharing all your information here on Keto for Women show today. It was really great to chat with you and we'll make sure everyone goes out and grabs that book. Thank you. Thank you. I've had a great time. Yes. Thank you, Dr. Anna. Talk to you soon.